This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl, too, because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy, youthful glow. So be a cover girl like me. And me. And get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation from easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Hot damn, it's June already? I think so. Oh man, okay. Well, I guess you know what we have to do right now. What's that? We have to do our midway through the year review, Stephen. Ah, ah. Alright, well let's dive into this headlock talk. And check it out, man. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Did you guys like that new music? I liked it. I like the new music a lot. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. It's got me pumped, man. Yeah, yeah. some garage rock in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All the bow-wows. All the bow-wows. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, nothing gets me more in the mood, more hyped than this this music, than talking about this 2019 year in review so far. It's been a big year. So far. So far. We're only six months deep. It's true. Right? But we've already had a lot of crazy things happen. Yeah, a yeah. lot. So, so let let's. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about the best and the worst, and kind of uh, uh, what uh, what it is ever that we please here. I'm of course the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and you are the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, just chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking a look back. Taking a look back yeah. in time. Pe- peering in the uh, the glass ball here. 
or the crystal ball. It's not glass, it's crystal. You know. Crystal. Peering in the crystal ball, looking in the past to some of our favorite moments. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. I'm stoked for it, for sure. Um, I mean, there's so many great things here. I mean, uh, Steven, kick it off for me, man. I mean, where, where do we start? I mean... Just going off the big one here, AEW, man. Yeah. I mean, Huge. And that was right at the top of the year, too. It's right at the top of the year, and then we, we got Double or Nothing later on. And, yeah, it's it's definitely the biggest thing, I think, that's happened this year. It could arguably be the biggest news in, like, the last 10 or 20 years. I mean, really, yeah. If you take into account, you know, how how far they're going into trying to directly compete with you know WWE big mm-hmm. promotions and they have the financial backing for it they have the the want to do it yeah and uh yeah and, and I mean enough can't be said for having an American alternative to WWE yeah absolutely because right? I mean 30 40 50 you know 60 years ago even there were alternatives to WWE there was the territory system right there you know we had the NWA uh, we you know went through that and uh, we ultimately got to WCW and mm-hmm. ECW and then once that all kind of went away and Vince McMahon bought all the territories and 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 basically got you know the war won yeah uh, yeah I mean it's just been kind of one uh, you know a monopoly really yeah yeah a hundred percent and monopolies are aren't good for any industry you know. Um, We've had nothing but WWE here stateside for for a very long time, so it's really cool to see someone uh, coming out and, and being like, "Hey, we're just as big, and we also have big guys, right. and uh, you know, we're coming for you. We're coming for you." <laughs> and it's nice. I mean, it's not to say like there weren't any other American alternative stateside. I mean, mm-hmm. there was Ring of Honor for mm-hmm. for a good amount of time. There was uh, TNA. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. You know, TNA was was around. Hey, I watched I watched a lot of TNA. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, impact is still a thing to mm-hmm. a lesser degree. Yeah, uh, more up up in Canada. Um, you know, you can still find a way to watch them. Um, but yeah, I mean, not since. I mean, and I'm not even gonna put TNA in this bracket, but not since WCW did we have a a viable alternative with this kind of financial backing that and, could. And that's really the really make a difference. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's really the big thing is the financial backing, and I know that you know. The, the pizzazz and, and all that, that's not really what makes wrestling wrestling per se. But, you know, a lot of Americans have grown accustomed to that kind of fanfare, right. you know. And so to have a company come out and, and do that to the extent of WWE and better in some ways is mm. huge. Well, and having just just having a company that has a lot of money, yeah, having money in just in general can make a difference. Absolutely. One way or another, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I mean... And like you made note of, Double or Nothing was crazy. Mm. I can't wait for Fighter Fest, which is going to be free on Bleacher Report Live. So mm-hmm. that's coming up later this month. Really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, All Out, you know, sold out in uh, a day, less than a day. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was crazy. You know, so uh, big things for AEW. And I hope to have see more big things later this year from them, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in the cards. It's in the cards. So yeah. we'll yeah, have to man. wait and see. 
Well, uh, what what else, Stephen? You've got like a running list here of things that we, yeah, we can yeah. talk about, the good and the bad here. Yeah, uh, some more good than others. Um, really, I just want to say one of the big things for me in 2019 is really taking, taking a look, sitting down, and really realizing that there are really, really great independent promotions. Um, mm. And the big one for me is progress right now. I'm getting into progress. Uh, just some fantastic stuff that they're doing over there. And, you know, you got progress, you got PWG. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a little bit more into New Japan. Yeah. Uh, watching some Ring of Honor. So it, it's yeah. just really, yeah. Oh, okay. it, it's just really cool to see because, like, I don't know. I've been WWE through and through pretty much my, my entire life. And, and now I have the great guru, uh, <laughs> the Texas gentleman, Tanner Ooh, Pruitt. My wispy mustache. Yeah, to, to kind of walk me through this this journey <laughs> of independent wrestling. And I'm really, really liking it. Good, man. Hey, anything that I can do to help out, like, I think that's what, and, and, and kind of going back to our previous conversation here, mm-hmm. um, I think that you grew up in a time where it was only WWE. Right. Right? 100%. So there's there's definitely more than one generation of people out there, wrestling fans, who that's all they know about. Right. And I think all it really takes is for somebody to just come along, and if you are that person, you're like, man, WWE's my thing. Why are all these people talking all this mess about WWE? I'm really kind of offended by it. Right. Hey, let's just take the, the blinders off for a second. Okay. Let's take a whole look around at the whole world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not just what WWE wants to put before you every Monday and Tuesday. Right. Soon, soon to be Friday. Um, you know, let's see what else is out there. But, yes, progress has been great this year. Super Strong Style 16 was an amazing yes, series of absolutely. shows. Really big on that. Um, really big on PWG right now. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have been kind of down on them for a little bit right now. Yeah. Because they're not... I mean, uh, the independent scene is still alive, but they, PWG seems to always be in a state of rebuilding because a lot of their talents get taken by WWE Gotcha for NXT purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time... I, I mean, mean, that that is something to be said about the quality that PWG puts out, though. Facts. You know, if, they're, if WWE is constantly trying to take their talent, those people are talented. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, obviously. So, right? Yeah. I mean... I think that it speaks a lot for the the great independent companies that there are, and it's not just PWG and Progress. Those are two of our favorites for sure. Right. But I think there's a whole great realm of independent wrestlers out there, like David Starr, for example, um, who you know he's he does everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, PWG, Progress, OTT, which is in Ireland. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great guys and gals out there who are willing to say, you know what? I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. I want to make it my own career. You know, this is the way that I see me doing things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about the, the talent that PWG puts forward, um, one of my favorite matches of the entire year uh, so far, we actually watched uh, PWG 200 not too long ago, and it was the David Starr-Jonathan Gresham match. That match was so, so, so killer. And, and way better than than pretty much anything WWE's put out this year, mm. and, and so I mean, hot takes, hot takes, <laughs> shots man. fired. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll add to that another great David Star match that I was a big fan of. Uh, no spoilers here, mm. but 
Super Strong Style 16 Finals, David Starr, Jordan Devlin, was an amazing match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it, it depends on whether or not you consider Ring of Honor independent, because they, they do contracts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've also got, like, you know, um, Bandito, uh, who went over to New Japan this year mm-hmm. for the, um, uh, the Best of the Super Juniors. And that was amazing. Yeah. Right? Uh, John Moxley, who's been taking some independent bookings recently, and he's in New Japan right now, current uh, New Japan uh, U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I very mean, fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, long story short, 2019 is just, it, it's it's a really, really good year to be a wrestling fan. Yes. 100%. There, there is just so, so much good wrestling happening right now. And I, I really think that from a lot of promotions, we're getting the best that they've put out this entire year, you know? And it, it's kind of funny when, when you take a look at that because, you know, in my opinion and some other people's opinion online, whatever, take it with a grain of salt, uh, WWE's been kind of, you know, not having the best year so far. But yeah. then you take a look on the independent scene from Progress, PWG, those guys are killing it, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And, and you brought up something here, and I want to touch base on this here, because yeah. it's not all downers on WWE here this year. There's been some great moments. Yeah. And one of the best things, creative-wise, that they've done in a long, long time is that Firefly Funhouse. That's funny, because that is actually on my list as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can read. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. No, that... Man... The, and th- this is going to sound even, you know, more down on WWE. But, uh, I mean, that that's the biggest thing that, that Raw has going for it right now, is the, the Firefly Funhouse. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it's it's one of the just the strangest, most fun things that I've ever seen. And the videos, like... Go wild uh, and 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 go viral each and every week that mm-hmm. they that they come out. Um, so it's like I don't know. I don't. I just I I've never experienced anything like the Firefly Funhouse in a wrestling sense. Right? Yeah, yeah. At least I mean the closest thing I can compare it to would be what Broken Matt Hardy did for mm. TNA. But this is like. This is a whole other level of, like, weird, dumb. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is super weird, but it it really it really shows the uh, the expertise of Bray Wyatt. You know, that, that we can... I mean, he can be put in that kind of setting and really just sell it super well. Yeah. A- and the, the kind of, like, foreshadowing that they're doing uh, <laughs> to kind of be like, oh, no, Bray Wyatt's still, you know, clinically yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it really just... I can't wait for it to to actually come to fruition and, and have something happen with it. You know, it it's one of the only things on Raw that's really keeping me going. Like, ah, I need to see it. You know? No, that's true. That's true. Um, like, man, yeah, Bray Wyatt. He's he's such a creative force. Yeah, uh, it it you know it's it's awesome. But from from Bray Wyatt. Let's talk about one of his rivals from mm. when he was in WWE. He's a free man now. Yeah. He left. He's he's out of the prison. The big dog tried to chase him down, but yep. he jumped that cage. Right? Yeah. He walked by the Viper Room, walked right past it, mm. and walked straight into kicking Omega and Jericho's ass yep. at Devil or Nothing. I, I'm only talking about one man here. Of course. 
Mr. John Moxley. It's Mr. John Moxley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, that that's the biggest thing of the year for me. Is, wow. Is, is John Moxley, uh, formerly Danny Ambrose in WWE, uh, finally coming out, being able to be his own person. Yeah, he's reborn. He's reborn. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, it's 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 really satisfying in two ways. Yeah. One, he gets to be who he wants to be. Yeah. Right? And, and we get to see. Uh, we get to see John Moxley in different promotions in the character that he wants to be, and two, you know, just on a on a human level, he's a lot happier now, man. Oh, and you can sure. totally tell, you know. No, definitely, and, and I mean, and then we see him pop up in New Japan. He go he marches into New Japan first match in faces Juice Robinson for the U.S. strap has a killer 20-minute-long match, and takes the belt off of him. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I love having John Moxley on the independent scene again because we haven't had a lot of those those moments in a while where it's like, oh, this guy is huge, and he's coming here out of nowhere to, you know, fuck shit up. Excuse my French. Yeah, no, I mean, no, that's true. And and then like I mean the biggest one I can really think of in in the past uh, little while would be Volter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you have like th- you know three nights later from the the best of the Super Junior Final show, mm-hmm. John Moxley goes out faces Young Lion from New Japan Shota Umino, and then after the match, and this is this is like for me. This is on like Firefly Funhouse levels. Yeah. And I'm like super excited about this because he. He, he, he takes Shota Umino, like, over his shoulder, and he's, like, walking backstage with him. Because you thought, like, oh, man, he's going to attack this young lion, and mm-hmm. he's going to be, like, a super heel. But, no, he gets backstage where they have the press pool, and he's like, this kid, I like this kid. He's got guts. And, you know what, I'm going to need some help while I'm here. So, Shota, go get the car warmed up for me. Like, get let's get my bags. Let's roll. So, it's like this weird buddy cop kind of situation where yeah. it's, like, Badass John Moxley, and then like Shota Umino, who's like ultimately going to get really put over by this whole thing. Yeah, like, and, and they're going to be tag teaming together. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And I really, I don't know, man. It just brings a smile to my face. Absolutely. Imagining these crazy situations between young Shota Umino and John Moxley. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there there's a lot of reasons to be smiling <laughs> right I'm about very, now. Very very smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we didn't even talk about Moxley Omega. Mm-hmm. Moxley Omega is going to happen at uh, All Out. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah, it's funny because uh, I know even before um, the whole Dean Ambrose leaving WWE and way before we knew he was going to AEW, that was a dream match of both of ours that we had talked about for a very long time. Uh, even before the the possibility of it happening, yeah. Before and, this podcast was a thing, absolutely, we had these conversations mm-hmm. together. And, and so now it's just, man, you know, a year later, we're we're getting some dream dream matches. We're we're getting closer to the ultimate Gargano Omega match. Maybe, maybe, maybe someday. I'm not trying to interfere in anybody's contracts. Yeah, just saying, maybe one day. Oh, that'd be that'd be so so awesome. Yes. I think at this point there's like no way that'll happen though. At least not for a few years. 
I mean, we'll I, see. I really think AEW is gonna gonna double down on a lot of the uh, relationships that they have with other promotions mm. before they try to do anything with WWE. Okay. And at the same time, I don't think <laughs> WWE is gonna be too inviting yeah. uh, of AEW either. No, I mean that's fair. Let's talk about some of our favorite shows from this year, Stephen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when we're when we're talking about the biggest shows so far up to June. 2019 here. Mm-hmm. I mean, what hits the spot for you, Stephen? Man, Double or Nothing. Yeah, I know I'm raving about it right <laughs> now, but Double or Nothing was really just it, it was super eye opening. Mm. You know, because uh, you know we heard the the rumors of how much money everyone's making and how much money's going into it, and you know all these people that are being signed and everything like that, and that's all cool on paper, right? But then when you actually see it executed in such a great way yeah it it really just drives home like wow there is actually going to be an american alternative yeah you know and and it is insanely good yeah there's great wrestlers great talent great writing great venues great music great like everything you know it when you look at it on paper it's like okay cool they got all the pieces to make a nice promotion but then when you see it executed you're just like wow yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, you they nailed it. By by all means, they nailed it for sure. Um, to play devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna name a couple of other shows for you. Okay, uh, NXT Takeover Phoenix mm. was fantastic. Definitely, that was when uh, some highlights from that show was uh, Gargano and Ricochet for the for uh, the North American title for NXT. Uh, we also had Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa at that show, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, NXT TakeOver New York mm. was probably my favorite show so far this year because yeah. the whole depth of it, like, I mean, there wasn't a match that was under three and a half stars for me. Right. Like, four of them, four of the matches arguably could have been four and a half to five stars. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm pretty sure I rated that about four and a half and then the like main the, the promotion as a whole, no, well, like each match I was see. four and a half stars gotcha. each, uh, uh, with one exception, and then the main event I gave it six stars yeah. because that was just such a roller coaster yeah. between I mean, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. One of the best matches of the year, yeah, uh, possibly. Man, honestly, at this point, it's a toss up between uh, that match, which was Gargano Cole one, right? Okay, uh, and. And you're, I'm, I want to see your face here. And the David Starr Jonathan Gresham match, uh, wow. for for being pretty much my two favorite matches all year. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and that you you're really high on that match. That match was so freaking good. Yeah, it was great. It was a great match for sure. For sure, I really loved. Yeah. It. Um, I think that speaks to the the quality of those men for sure. Um. A couple of other shows, uh, PWG 200, which we reviewed last week, mm-hmm. was awesome. Absolutely, really enjoyed. Got that to see show. a lot of people that I've never seen before mm-hmm. that I am now a fan of. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, uh, Super Strong Style 16, of course, obviously. Yeah, great show. Mm-hmm. Um, from from Progress, that is and only I, furthered my love for Jordan Devlin. Yeah, Jordan Devlin, what a freaking wrestler! That guy's ridiculous. Yeah. I actually, speaking of, I saw a, uh, I 
think it was from this year. It may have been from last year, but mm-hmm. I, I know that I saw this the other night. I was just perusing through YouTube. Uh, OTT, uh, Over the Top, mm-hmm. the, out of Ireland, they put on great shows too. And I saw Jordan Devlin versus David Starr uh, from with their take on it. And they, it, if you're a fan of their match from Super Strong Style 16, uh, you'll definitely be a fan of this because the match actually gives you some background story into them as people and oh, them cool. as friends, and then how that kind of spiraled into them having a match. Very cool uh, at that show. So I was a big fan of that. I I want to say it was probably from 2018. Let's mm. be honest, but I mean, still like those guys have been top performers since 2018 and continued that that full head of steam onwards through now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other... There was there was another show... Oh, yes, obviously. Best of the Super Juniors this yeah. year. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic show. Yeah, I mean, New Japan... I, I think I've said this on, on the podcast before. They're just on... They're on another level. Yeah. You know, where their bad matches... Quote-unquote bad matches, because yeah. I haven't seen one. But their quote-unquote bad matches are better than... Almost everyone's bad matches. Mm-hmm. That, from what I've seen, there there's just a, a level of expertise from everyone on their roster that they really just. I, I don't know if if it's how they they book the matches necessarily, or or the runs up to the matches, or or how much time they're spending practicing the matches, or anything like that. But it's mm-hmm. just it, they seem so much more thought out. Than a lot of promotions, you right. know what I mean? No, a hundred percent. I I absolutely agree with you on that point, and I really like the fact that um, that they go above and beyond what your general expectations should be, because I feel as though they're there to provide a great quality wrestling product, right? Um, and if you're a fan of wrestling and not just sports entertainment, right? Then it's going to be like right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I followed this year's Best of Super Juniors closer than I ever have before, and it blew me away. And all the matchups that there were, like, we could talk, you know, we could have a whole other podcast about it. Right, right. But that's now got me more hyped for what I'm going to see in G1 now. Yeah. Going forward here in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm my mind is just racing for that. Yeah, I mean it, they just have a way of shattering expectations, mm-hmm. and, and then when they do, you're like, okay, hold up. Yeah. How was that that good? And how much better is the next thing gonna be? Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, before we move on to kind of uh, the not so great of of this last six months here, yeah, uh, for 2019. Um, we've talked about top matches hmm. a little bit. Top performers, mm-hmm. like who stands out to you as a top performer? Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, um, 2019, I've I've become a fan of more wrestlers than just in this year alone than probably my entire life. Uh, just watching a lot of the independent stuff, I've seen a lot of super super talented people that really just they straight up know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, if I'm just gonna list some out here, um, Jonathan Gresham, Will Osprey, Bandito, Zack Saber Jr. Um, Jordan Devlin. The big one, though, for me this year, I think is going to be David Starr. David Starr. I, I've become a huge fan of this guy. And, you know, he, he talks good. You know, he wrestles good, blah, blah, blah. But just, he's kind of on the same level of Jordan Devlin where it's just, 
he's an expert in yeah. the ring. Everything he does is smooth, super smooth, <clears throat> super well thought out, mm-hmm. perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just David Starr is crazy, crazy good. Well, and he's and and he's relatable because he's for 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 us as independent podcasters. Him being Mister Independent goes a long way for. Uh, the ethos within the industry and how that perpetuates all the way through even guys like you and I sitting here with a microphone, yeah, you know, talking about pro wrestling. Yeah, absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. And <clears throat> with that, you know, he's able to go to a lot more places than you know maybe some bigger wrestlers are from due to contracts and scheduling yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to throw in here a, f- a few other names that that um, we didn't cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, no list here would be complete without talking about the Lucha Brothers. Of course, <clears throat> I think that they've had a great year so far, uh, and you know they just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, I really look forward to seeing what the rest of 2019 brings for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, I mean, obviously Johnny Gargano, of course, uh, has had an amazing year himself. Um, he may very well go down as the best guy to ever enter the doors of WWE, just straight up. And and you know what? There's going to be people who are going to be really upset <laughs> that I say that. Yes, you've got Stone Cold. Yes, you've got uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Randy Savage. We all have our own likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. right? Ric Flair is on that list. Terry Funk, whatever. Uh, but to continuously put out quality matches of super high caliber mm-hmm. like that has never been seen before and he's done it for two years two or three years Straight. running yeah, yeah absolutely the <clears throat> thing about Johnny Gargano is like okay maybe you don't like his shtick whatever but yeah. you can't deny that he's the full package yeah you know he's fantastic on the mic which yeah. is very big in WWE <clears throat> he's fantastic on uh, you know, selling uh, not just moves but storylines, mm-hmm. and then the big one—he's a monster in the ring. Yeah, he's a monster, absolutely. You know, and I mean, and another one too here. But before we move on to the ladies, because mm-hmm. let's show some show the ladies some love here oh, too. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, yes, <laughs> and Undisputed Era, <clears throat> yeah. I'm I'm putting them up there too. They've had an amazing year. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano's matches have been awesome. Uh, we've needed a champion in NXT like Adam Cole for a little bit now. Yeah, I think people were happy that Johnny won his championship and think he deserved to be champion. I'm really looking forward to see Johnny chase Adam Cole and maybe where uh, the story turns with you know whoever it might be Champa. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we're waiting on Champa's return as we speak, and mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, we're still a little bit of a ways out. But I think the story has a few more twists and turns before the end here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I mean, if they've if they've proven anything up and up and through this uh, Gargano Champa uh, trilogy, and then the two matches with Adam Cole, they can write good storylines. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it. And then look at the guys that are in the ring. The match is going to be great yeah. as well. Or all the matches are going to be great. Um, ladies. Yes. Uh, some ladies who stand out for me this year. 
Uh, no list would be complete without Tessa Blanchard. Mm. Uh, you know, we're gonna go see her tonight at Wrestle Circus. Yeah, she's she's gonna take on Scorpio Sky and what's gonna be an awesome match. Uh, Tony Storm has had a really good year. Uh, yeah. I want to see more of Candice LeRae because I know how talented she is. Mm-hmm. I think I just need to see a little bit more of her competing in singles run, really getting amped up to go for the title like her husband did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think for me, uh, the two biggest women's wrestlers this year that stood out to me would be uh, Tony Storm, like you said. Mm. She's just a really, really solid talent. And uh, one that kind of caught me off guard with, yeah. with how how electrifying she is in the ring is Io Shirai. Yeah. She has crazy good ring presence. Crazy good ring presence. And uh, I feel like she wrestles almost, and this might sound weird, but in a way almost similar to Johnny Gargano Mm. in the sense that she is, she can be in control in any scenario. You know, if she's on the top rope, she can take control. If she's in a submission, she can take control. If she needs to fly, you know, whatever. She... She's just fantastic. She's very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, so we've talked a lot of good here. We've hyped up the year of 2019. Fantastic year. Let's, it's been a great year. It's been a really great year. But just like anything else, let's give this a bit of a reality check here. There's yeah. been some some kind of crappy things about 2019, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so what, what's, a, what's a good place to start here, Steven? So... Well, I think the best place to start. I might get some hate for this. Okay. But I think the best place to start, considering all of the just undeniable star power that's coming out of AEW and the independent scene and everything like that. New Japan. New Japan. Uh, contrasting that with some of the star power in WWE. Um, WWE proper. like Proper. The, the main, main roster. roster. Main roster. Okay. Um, what the hell is this Baron Corbin push? Uh, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because it's like, I can't remember now a main event that didn't somehow involve Baron Corbin Absolutely. on Raw this year. Or maybe even not just a main event, but like, he is, he's in everything in some way. Yeah. He, whether it be the undercard, midcard, main event... Whatever he is there every every single week on Raw, he is there every single pay per view. Why? No, yeah, no, you're right. You know, I. And and you know what? I'm gonna open up the door a little bit more here too. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name, who does the same exact things, has the same exact kind of presence like Baron Corbin does. That kind of like, eh. There's at least three that I'm thinking of right now. But he's on both shows, perpetually. Elias. No, no, but good guess. Yeah, Shane O'Mac oh, God. has been on like every Raw, every SmackDown, quote unquote, the best in the world. I'm like, so here's the thing about Shane, right? Right. I actually like Shane. I know you do, and I and as a person, I like Shane too. Yeah, I, I like Shane. I, I do like the storylines that they put him in. Uh, my problem with Shane is. You ain't got anyone else on the roster that could be fit in this, th- in this that spot. That could be put in this spot. Like, you want to put Shane McMahon there. Yeah. I have no problem with Shane on, like, a personal level and on, like, a professional wrestling level. Yeah. But, dude, you have overstayed your welcome to the nth degree. 
and I don't <laughs> understand why they continuously try to shoehorn him into these situations. You know, the I was on record saying that I actually really liked the storyline between him and Miz. Yeah. And I did. I remember. Up until, you know, maybe the eighth match or the ninth match, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, Okay, this feud's not going anywhere. There's only so many times I can hear Shane's retort to the Miz be, "Oh yeah, well my dad's a billionaire and your dad is a potato." Right, right. Like it's yeah, it's just kind of uh, well, it's just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then you got matches that you know were decent. You know, Shane Shane knows how to wrestle. Miz knows how to wrestle. They're decent matches, but it's just the same thing over and over again. You know. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. I don't understand why. And isn't he like in the in the title scene now? There was a rumor <laughs> oh, that okay. they were going to perhaps put him in the title scene. He's got a win over Roman Reigns, like the guy who's supposed to be the guy. Yeah, like you gave Chain O'Mac like a win over him. Well, there's just the the wins and losses not meaning anything anymore. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, another yeah. name that that fits into this uh, this kind of spot is Bobby Lashley. A little bit. I mean, yeah, to a I mean, lesser he's... degree. But Bobby Lashley just, I just don't care. I, well, and and I think that goes a little bit of ways away to there is a particular somebody who just isn't giving him direction right? right and i think that's the 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 fault of uh, not, not the fault but rather the 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 fall of a lot of these guys and gals who are just like you'll see them on tv but nothing's really being done or the stuff that is being done is nonsensical and it's like right. where is this even going like the other day was, i think it was a smackdown or raw the authors of pain you remember the authors of Pain? Yeah, I do. They're okay, apparently. They're still alive. Nice. They were just showing backstage, doing nothing, walking. Like, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Like, isn't your tag division, like, almost dead in the water Skeleton right now? Skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like you've got all this talent, but you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. I mean, that's a recurring theme, though, the, the un- underutilization of talent, you know? Um and it, it it also bleeds into you know like actually really awesome wrestlers that are kind of thrown into these storylines with you know quote unquote lackluster talent you know um, like Braun Strowman I'm a big fan of Braun Strowman I think he's great yeah. but then he was thrown into this rivalry with or feud with Baron Corbin and it just made me not care about him yeah you know because it's like okay they hate each other. Oh, he threw him in a trash can. Cool. But nothing's really happening. You know, it's it's just, I hate you. I hate you. Then we have a match. Someone wins. I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. Then we have a match. It's yeah. like... And then the same with Bobby Lashley. And then you have, like, this this arm wrestling contest on Raw. Yeah. I mean, sure. Why yeah. not? Um, let's talk about... Um, I mean, there's, there's some other stuff here for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like... All the people who are asking for their release from WWE is a bit concerning. Like, or all the yeah. rumors about it all. Like, I feel like they're the list grows like each and every day, right? Like, Sasha Banks hasn't been seen in a long, long time. She's asked for her 
uh, kind of uh, time off right now, and mm-hmm. she's kind of away from things. Yeah, I see posts from her on Twitter all the time. She looks like she's really enjoying life outside of, of WWE right now. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Rusev, mm-hmm. he, he's done the same thing just, just this week. He's not on uh, TV right now. He's taking some time away. Yeah. Just because he's also apparently, you know, probably getting a little bit frustrated too. Disgruntled. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have the Revival. Uh, the Revival. Obviously, I mean, I guess Moxley didn't ask for it. He just let his contract expire. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Nakamura to a degree, he's mm-hmm. just kind of there for the ride at this point. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, and I think that kind of goes away to like they have such a big, deep roster, right? WWE does, mm-hmm. and if it's getting to a point where people aren't getting used in the way that they should, or they or the way that they think that they should be used, like it's just causing stagnation. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it leads to the to this problem where, you know, you have a huge roster, but you're really only pushing maybe five or six people, guys or gals. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get into this position where someone who's on their roster, who's everyone knows is incredibly talented, is then put out almost as a joke or, yeah. or just as a jobber to, to whoever it is that they're trying to push at the moment. And then it when you finally do see those people, they're like, oh, you lost to Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh. Or it's like, dude, this guy's not a jobber, right? You know? <laughs> no, yeah, of course. And 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 I think I think we got a lot of that that um, confirmed, or a lot of these same kind of ideas that have been rumored circling around. We got a lot of that confirmed when John Moxley himself went on talk as Jericho. Yeah. Which I mean was a great show. Yeah, I mean I bought so much steak after listening to that show. All the Omaha steaks. All the Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, seriously, like it was. Um, it it definitely confirmed a lot of the fears that I had about maybe what day to day life must be for some of the guys and gals that are in that locker room. Well, yeah, I mean listening to some of those rumors, it I kind of had the feeling where it's like okay. You know, it can't be that bad. Right. It can't be. You know, how how are they making billions of dollars and, and it's that bad? There's no way. And and so reading a lot of those rumors and reports and everything, I was thinking, okay, yeah, it's bad, but it, there's no way it's that bad. Uh, but then listening to that, that Talk is Jericho podcast, it really just kind of put it into perspective like, man, it, it could, it maybe is that bad. You know, yeah, and especially for for some people like John Moxley, it absolutely is that bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I'm and I'm glad that he was able to he he I mean he did the talk to Jericho. He went on Wade Keller's show, did a little bit more talking, and mm-hmm. then he just kind of like he's now kind of left it alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's good because you don't want it to keep festering and be this thing that you keep. Re- Bringing back up like like well, yeah, a star. you're you're John Moxley now. You're not Dean Ambrose. You you want to, you know, I I would I would want to ride on uh, my wrestling talent as John Moxley, not the drama that I'm stirring up with my old company. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, let's talk about some of the more lackluster shows this year. Yeah. Because I don't want to point out anybody who's had lackluster years. It's not fair to them because mm-hmm. a lot of the time these guys and gals aren't necessarily in charge of their own destinies right. if they're within <clears throat> certain companies. Yeah. However, 
what have been some of the more lackluster shows that you've uh, had this year or, or that we've seen this year, Stephen? Well, so I'm not going to go out and say that this entire show was lackluster because, uh, I mean, that's really not fair to some of the matches. Mm. Um, but WrestleMania 35, man, um, hmm. should have been way better than it was. I mean, it was eight hours worth of show. It, it was, and... And I, I really think that only maybe half of that, maybe even less, was like WrestleMania quality matches, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, like, the the Seth Rollins-Brock uh, Lesnar match. Yeah. That match was garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it was not a good match at all. And I, don't, I don't even think it can be classified as a wrestling match no. as much as it was just like, hey, here's the moment when Seth Rollins wins the title. Congratulations, right. everybody. It, it's, like it's, like, like, it's like, but I wanted to see him overcome, right? Exactly. Like, like exactly. You, you just gave me Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar beating the tar out of each other outside the ring for yeah. a few minutes, and that was about it. I mean, how long was it? It was like two minutes, three minutes? The official match time was probably two to three minutes. Yeah, which... But they for, they fought outside the ring for about seven to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really... It's like you gave me what I wanted, but not at all in the way I wanted it, you know? Right. And uh, I don't know. And then the, the women's triple threat should have been better. I think it was a decent match, but the ending was like... Kind of This isn't of, WrestleMania, yeah, you know? Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. And, and then... The, um, who was it? Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio match. <laughs> if you can call it a match, yeah. I mean, it. There were definitely decent moments. the The Kofi Daniel Bryan match was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think as a whole, it should have been much better. It also should have been much, much shorter. Yeah, much I would, shorter. I would say half the runtime that it had, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I, I do appreciate them trying to, you know, jam pack it with tongue, with content and being like everyone gets a WrestleMania moment. But when when you give everyone a WrestleMania moment, the the big moments mean nothing, right? You know. Um, I mean, I, I can definitely see that. I I mean, I I I I don't think that this is unfair. But I'm going to feel really bad about saying it. You know. Money in the bank. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's this this psychology of you're going to remember a lot of the first things that you see and a lot of the last things that you see in a show. Right. Right. Particularly the last things that you see. Mm-hmm. And when you had such an, a, a really hard-fought match with seven guys... Talking about the Money in the Bank match, the main event. Yeah, the main event. Uh, you know, guys like Andrade, guys like Ricochet. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Guys who gave literally life and limb in that match. Like, if we had gotten a report the day after right. saying that Finn Balor is out for the next nine months with a broken spine, right? I wouldn't have been surprised with, right. s- with some of the moves that were in that match. No, for sure. And, and you have seven guys with a lot of big promise in that match. Mm-hmm. And for what? To have Brock Lesnar run out right at the end and throw Mustafa Ali off of a ladder and for him to climb up and get the Money in the Bank briefcase? Yeah. I don't care how funny these Brock Lesnar memes are. Right. 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 It's stupid. Yeah. Well, it's... 
And I know WWE doesn't owe me anything. I understand. No, of course. That. I understand that. Right. But at the same time, I felt personally insulted. Yeah. I felt personally insulted. I don't blame and, you. And, you know, whether you think that that uh, feeling is valid or whatever, that's how I felt. And, yeah. and that is what Money in the Bank gave me was, yeah. was a personal insult from WWE. Yeah. Really. Well, and, and from personal to political. Uh, Super Showdown, I mean, is a minefield of problematic events. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Whether you're talking about them actually going to Saudi Arabia or whether we're talking about Brock Lesnar and Goldberg having uh, some of the more terrifying things. Undertaker. uh, Yes, Goldberg and Undertaker. Mm -hmm. My apologies. Having some of the most terrifying bumps and, and spots and things like that that I've seen yeah. in a long time. Well, some of those bumps were, were rough if they were 20. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone, you know, what age they're at now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Super Showdown really just shouldn't have happened. Right. In my opinion, I don't think that relationship should be a thing. It, and, and we're not trying to shit all over WWE. No. It's like, that's not the intent here. But when we're talking about the biggest wrestling organization on the planet putting out these shows and they're of terrible quality, we're going to make note of it. Yeah. Obviously, they did great things. NXT did great things this year. NXT UK did great things this year. Mm-hmm. 205 Live. 205 Live. Aspects of WrestleMania were great, mm-hmm. like the Kofi and Dan O'Brien match that you made note of. Um, there were some SmackDowns where you had you know, Aleister Black and Ricochet, and, and, and they were on Raw as well. And Finn Balor Andrade had some Finn great matches. Finn Balor Andrade, yes. WWE did some great stuff this year, mm-hmm. but they also did some terribly shitty things this year. Yeah, it, and it, it's almost <clears throat> like the the good that they're doing it, yeah. is good. You know, there's some good matches, some good storylines, yeah. but, but the bad that they're doing is just so astronomically, why the hell would you do that? Yeah. That that it's overshadowing all the good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree, man. Well, let's let's leave it on a fun note here, mm. Stephen. You, you got your you got your snorkel. I do. You got that that oxygen tank. I do. Yeah, you got your goggles. Yep. Check 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 check. Here they all are. All right. Well, let's dive into the deep blue ocean of professional wrestling here and play some if wishes were fishes. So for any new listeners, If Wishes Were Fishes is a fun game that we like to play in which we each take turns making a wish and the other grades it in terms of fish. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, So um, what we'll do this week here in honor of our look back episode for 2019 or halfway through 2019 report, rather. Um, let's do it in a style in which we look forward mm. to what we should want to see for wishes through the rest of 2019. Through 2019? Yeah, okay. man. Yeah. So, so what do you got, Steven? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let's go, go first. first. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> if you're not familiar with WWE NXT, there's a concept called call-ups. And, and <laughs> really? Uh, yes. And uh, guys from NXT, they're doing real well. Get called up to the main roster and uh, get uh, not used at all. And mm. uh, their character gets changed like crazy. Uh, weird booking, blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, so if wishes were fishes, Ricochet and Alistair Black will come back from their crappy booking that they've been getting, the, the crappy storylines, and get a huge, huge push on the main roster, either tag team or singles. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting wish. Yeah. I mean, w- when I first heard that they were getting called up, um, I, I still had hope that that they were going to come in and, and be Ricochet and be Aleister Black and just, you know, run a train on everybody. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was loud, but yeah, that was... <laughs> But oh, that uh, was great. But then it became apparent that we weren't getting that. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my wish for the week. Or one of them. One of them. Well, I really do like that wish because I do hope that they can find some semblance of getting pushed. And for Ricochet tonight, uh, tonight is Stomping Grounds, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, we purposefully didn't talk about Stomping Grounds this episode. I feel as though... Next week we can talk about it, but with it being a lot of rematches from either Super Showdown or WrestleMania, or if we're talking about Bailey Alexa Bliss, which was one of the worst programs that I can think of in the last th- three years or so, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like that's a big letdown, but I feel like this is what WWE should be doing, is pushing these guys like Ricochet, like Aleister Black... And, and having them make their marks. And I hope that that happens for Ricochet tonight and that he becomes uh, U.S. champ. Yeah. I hope that Aleister Black finds the guy who he wants to, to take out uh, and, and and banish into the nether sphere. Yeah. You know, and, and I hope that he goes on a hot streak. And, and I hope it's Braun Strowman. Wow. That'd be awesome. Wow. That'd be awesome. Anyways, I, sorry. I, I want to see both men do well, and I think that's something that WWE needs right now is to push, push these two young guys mm-hmm. and, and make them stars here. Uh, so in that regard, I'm gonna give that uh, six tiger groupers. Ooh, that's a big, Ooh. big fish, nice and striped. It reminds me a lot. Oh yeah, he, it's pretty. He, he's he's got a he's got a mean look to him, kind of like Alistair Black, but he's got this stripedness which reminds me of Ricochet's tights. Oh okay, yeah. I, I was gonna say it reminds me of Ricochet's uh, like, like, chest and shoulder tattoo. Oh yes, tattoos. Yeah. That's a good point too. Yeah. I did not think about that. I like that. So six of those, huh? Six tiger groupers. Sweet. I'll take them. Mm. I'll take them. Uh, as you guys very well may know. Not only do I like NXT, yes, but I also really like NXT UK. It's a lot. It reminds me a lot of the same. It's like it's like progress, but on like a larger scale. Yeah, and, I can and see like that. A, and like uh, more WWE production value, I guess is what you could say. So I was watching NXT UK, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched the episode in which uh, Alexander Wolf from Sanity debuts and attacks British Strong Style to help seal the win for Walter uh, Eichner, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel, uh, Imperium, mm. right? And then Alexander Wolfe joins Imperium. So now you have this four-man unit in NXT UK mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> that uh, is going to be smashing people left and right. Mm-hmm. My wish here, Stephen, mm. let's just... Paint you a picture here. Okay. Okay. Sit back. Okay. Yeah. So Imperium marches through NXT UK. They're running roughshod over everybody. NXT um, uh, will have their show 
in Cardiff on August 31st. I think Valter's taking on Travis Banks, mm. which will be a good match. I would fully expect Valter to retain. Yeah. Okay. But as they're running roughshod, maybe, maybe mm. Imperium thinks that they're too big for NXT UK. So mm. they start going to NXT proper, maybe every now and again, to cause some trouble. Mm. Expand Imperium, remember? Mm. They're, they're, they're trying to conquer everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's another four-man group in NXT. Yeah. Undisputed Era. Mm. And I don't think Adam Cole's ego would allow for him to just sit back idly by while Walter and Imperium tries to take over NXT in Orlando. So, I'm talking gang warfare here, Steven. <laughs> I'm talking Undisputed Era and Imperium start feuding. And we see this come to a head at NXT TakeOver War Games. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you could even almost take that a step further and make it like NXT versus NXT UK. There you go. Yeah. I think that would be... some crazy matches. I, I think that would be very fun. Yeah. some Yes, you would have some crazy matches. Like you could have, uh, you know, Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Travis Banks versus, say, Matt Riddle. Um, Matt Riddle, Jordan Devlin. Matt Riddle versus Jordan Devlin would be good. Oh, yes. The submissions. <laughs> that that would match be, would be so good. That would be a very proper match. I yeah. would definitely enjoy seeing that. I like that sure. a lot. That, that that That's really, really cool. And <laughs> Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play with my heart like that. Or, or you know, uh, yeah. Candice LeRae, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many combinations that you could have. But that's my concept. For leading into war games, Imperium, Undisputed Era, let's do this. I like that a lot. I, that would lead to a lot of really cool matches, and that just gives more proof that you need to be a writer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give that seven great whites, because that would Whoa. be so epic. Wow. Epic as hell. Damn. Seven great whites. I'll, I'll, yeah, I don't think my bag's big enough for all these sharks. Well, you but better figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to need a bigger bag. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll take these great whites. So, I have a couple more here. Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll go with the negative one. Okay. So, and I feel like this has maybe have been a wish of mine before. Um, but if wishes were fishes... 2019 would be the last year that Brock Lesnar competes in any professional wrestling capacity. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like real fans don't like Brock Lesnar, whether that huh. be WWE or UFC. Um, I've been talking to a lot of UFC guys, uh, guy, a couple guys that I work with. Yeah. And uh, they hate Brock Lesnar. Yes. A and funnily enough, for a lot of the same reasons that I hate Brock Lesnar. Um, and I, I really just think that whatever whatever promotion he goes to, he kind of just uh, puts a sour taste in people's mouths and uh, mess up the status quo and not in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, if wishes were fishes, 2019 would be the last of Brock Lesnar for professional wrestling. Man. I'm done with it at this point, man. After Money in the Bank, 
and, and feeling that insult, it, it was really just like, okay, you're you're like you're like trying to make me mad now, right? Because <laughs> there's no way you would have done that unless you were trying to make people mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, and I get where you're coming from, and I think that I I I would want to say that Brock might be coming to a head, but. If Vince still feels that he needs Brock because of bad ratings or whatever, uh, I mean, it could go either way. Just make your product better. Just make, yes. Ultimately, make the product better. If the product Um, was good, people would come. You wouldn't need a huge name like Brock Lesnar to get people to watch it. Um, To make a long story short, yeah. Um, I think that Matt Riddle will ultimately retire Brock because he keeps calling him out for it, and I hope it's at this year's WrestleMania. So, in honor of Matt Riddle, hope of hopefully tapping out Brock Lesnar and submitting him and causing a long-term retirement, mm. uh, I'm going to give that seven octopus because ah. I want Matt Riddle to lock him down and choke him out, stranglehold. It's done. Just it's, like an it's octopus. It's done just like an octopus. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> So that's 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 what I'm giving you. Seven octopus. Seven octopus. I'll take it. Um, low key one here, mm. but Fighter Fest obviously, like like we said earlier, is coming up soon. Uh, the mystery partner for the Lucha Brothers has been announced as the Laredo Kid, mm-hmm. who we saw from PWG 200. He put on a good display, and I saw a match that he had from AAA in Mexico. I've been trying to watch a lot more Lucha Libre recently. Yeah, because I feel as though that there's a lot of great talents in both AAA and in CMLL in Mexico. Um, but yes, I hope that the Laredo kid does end up joining AEW full time. I think that he's super talented, and I think that he could certainly add even more flavor to that roster than what it already even has right now. For sure, yeah. No, I definitely like that Laredo kid. Definitely uh, impressed me in that PWG show. Uh, that was 200, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it would add just another piece of why I think AEW's roster is so good right now. Because I don't know most of the people on AEW's roster. I just don't. I, mm. You know, I come from mostly a WWE background. So, I, I, for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, I haven't been following independent wrestling. Mm. Um, but the people at AEW have. Yeah. And uh, they have put together a roster of just crazy, crazy talented people. And uh, Laredo Kid, I think, being not such a huge name, uh, but having the talent backing him that he has, I think he could do great things on that roster. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, In terms of Fish, um, man, I really don't know. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you four Pickerel Fish. Huh. Yeah. Because I like how it looks. Oh, look, yeah. He's a, he, he, uh, he looks, like, nice and spotted. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's smiling, maybe. Yeah, it looks like he's got, like, a bit of a smile there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can eat a pickerel. Um, well. He, but he's, he's um, yeah, he's definitely got some good-looking qualities. Look that up, folks, the pickerel fish. The pickerel fish, yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we going to be doing one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Do one more. You yeah. got to do it for 2019. Yeah. Do it big. Uh... Okay, yeah, so Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Very unfortunate accident. Yeah. Well, I guess a series of unfortunate accidents 
yeah. led to a very serious neck surgery that he underwent. Uh, he will be cleared at some point to wrestle again. That is for sure. But when is that going to happen? Sooner rather than later is what I'm hoping for. So if wishes were fishes, Chomper returns before the end of 2019. Ooh. I really do like that wish because I, like you, am a big fan of Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it broke my heart when it when it was announced that he had to have this emergency surgery, uh, knowing that he wouldn't be able to participate in the blow off of the big match that he'd been working so hard towards. Yeah. Um, I every now and again I see things on Twitter from him about him working out and getting back in. You know, back into it, back in shape. He looks great. Mm-hmm. So he he looks like he's getting there very very soon. Um, and I really do hope that they continue this here and, and make it to where uh, whether it's him taking the title off of Adam Cole and then him finishing the story with Johnny. I don't know, but um, I really do hope that we see uh, Champa return by year's end and makes a huge impact for yeah. sure. Um, in light of uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa here, uh, I'm going to give that uh, eight manta rays, mm. eight giant manta rays. I like that. Uh, you know, because that one, yeah, he's he's so good. And th- when it when he had that emergency surgery, it put a barb right through my heart. Oh, yeah, like the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought that's what you were referencing. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, yeah, prob- <laughs> probably subconsciously. Oh I was, man, I was referencing that. Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. Yeah, R.I.P. Steve. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Love me some Champa. Oh yeah. So, I've got a confession to make. Mm. I re-listened to last week's episode, and I screwed up. Oh no. Yeah, I made a wish. Uh huh. That and I just don't know if it was the excitement in me that gave that 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 gave way to my mistake. I don't know, but I'm here to correct it this week. Here. Okay, okay, okay. Last week I said that I wanted to see Kota Ibushi and Kenta in the finals of G1. Uh-huh. Well, it turns out they're in the same block. Oh no! So that's not going to happen. It is possible that they could be in the block finals together, but yeah, it's but we're not going to see them in the finals finals together. Gotcha. However. Mm. I still like the idea of Kota Ibushi being in the finals. But there is one other man who could really do the trick in putting this match way over the top. Mm. And we've been talking about him all episode. John Moxley versus Kota Ibushi. It'd be an aggressive match. John Moxley would bring his wrestling technique and just not giving a shit. Uh, and Kota Ibushi would certainly bring that to the table as well. I think that would be the biggest challenge for both men because mm. they have such different styles. But I think they would ultimately pull it out of the bag and make it a great match. Yeah, absolutely. That, that'd that be really cool. I mean, everything I've seen from Kota Ibushi has been top-notch. And then John Moxley is John Moxley. Yeah. And uh, everything he touches turns to gold. Absolutely. <laughs> at least at this point in his career. So, yeah, I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take... Uh, can I re-gift fish? Is that okay? Can you re-gift fish? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. Why. Yeah, I'll get. I'm gonna give you four mana rays back oh. for that because I re- I really appreciate that and I want to you know show the love. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take those mana rays. Those yeah. are those are great looking fish. Yeah, sweet. 
Well, Stephen, is there anything that else that we haven't covered for 2019 that you do want to talk about? Uh, well, there there was one wish uh, that I didn't mention that I'll just mention real real quick. Okay. Um, I want something cool to happen with the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I, I want it to go somewhere because it, it is going somewhere, 100. Yeah. percent And I'm not saying it's going slow or anything, but I. Whatever we are building up to, I yeah. want that before 2019 ends. Yeah. Yeah. What What if we have one of those things where it's like, like one week somebody's like, "Hey, have you seen Dean Ambrose anywhere?" And then they're like, "I don't know. He's he's, he's I haven't really seen him ever like in a long time. Like, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been showing up. And then like the next week, it's like, "Hey, have you seen Rusev anywhere?" Oh no, I haven't. Hey, have you seen Sasha Banks anywhere? And, like, they keep, like, hey, these superstars are disappearing. What's happening? Yeah. And Bray Wyatt is, like, collecting their souls. Ah. Yeah, something like that, maybe. I like it. I don't know. I like it. Maybe that's a bit stupid. Or, no, I like it. (laughs) Taking their souls and putting them in characters of Firefly Funhouse. Mm. Like, Sasha Banks could be the witch. Mm. Interesting. And then Dean Ambrose is the rabbit that Bray Wyatt killed a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Possibly, because now he's gone. I like it. Dean Ambrose is no more. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that real what, quick. What a fun episode. It was a fun episode. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, guys, um, we appreciate you tuning in and listening here to our 2019 review so far. Um, obviously, you can hear us here on Brain Buster Radio, but also... Um, Obviously, our main channel, we're available on iTunes, Spotify, um, Podbean, Google Play now, uh, YouTube. We have our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We're making the rounds, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. In a big, big way. Uh, every Tuesday on Brain Buster Radio, Tuesdays in Texas with uh, Headlock Talk. Yep. Good times. Great memories. Every uh, <clears throat> Sunday on our main channel. Yep. Every sun- Sunday, kind of on Monday, just depends on what Liberty's iTunes and well, Apple and, and Google give us really right. It's uploaded <laughs> Sunday. We can tell you that for a fact. Absolutely. But whether it's up on Sunday is kind of up in the air. Yes. But please, guys, we ask you show the love, right? Uh, you know, we always appreciate your your love and support. Um, but yes, if you haven't subscribed to us already, please do. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, and uh, of course. Um, we've got big things here. Brain Buster Radio is, is really making some waves as well. There's a lot of great guys and gals who uh, who are there, so they deserve your subscribe also. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, you can also email us at headlocktalk at gmail.com if you would like to reach out to us directly. Uh, sometimes we'll see that you know quicker than we might on the Twitter sphere. Mm. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I do have my phone on me at all times, so I mean, it's pretty easy to get in touch with me either of those ways. Yeah. Um, YouTube's been going great. Um, also, let us know yes. what you think of the new music. Yes, if you like the new music, we would love to hear from you. Mm. If you don't like the new music, um, maybe keep it to yourself. Maybe keep punk. it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> get off your high horse. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> for real though, it, uh, whatever feedback you have, whether, whether it be uh, you guys are awesome or any kind of constructive criticism, definitely let us know. We got a lot of different platforms that yeah. we check a lot often. Yeah, we, we only get better as we hear more from you guys. Very true. So, 
With that being said, Stephen, I'm of course the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. You are the one, the only Mr. Stephen Greedy. Lady y'all. And we're headed to Wrestle Circus. Woo! Woo! become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply.